0: We want to spend eight to ten weeks talking about this, just to bring us on board, to begin to focus ourselves. So I'm going to finish up the book of Hebrews today. And I may come back to it in January, who knows. Um, but. Um, I'm going to try to finish it up. Now, here's the thing about the book of Hebrews, uh, chapter 13. is It's sort of a smorgasbord of teachings and mandates and instructions about living and Christian principles and things of that sort. So I'm asking the question to myself, how can I possibly, in now a half hour, preach on, on this whole chapter and, and uh, give it some unity? So I looked over to, uh, Hebrews chapter 13, and initially I wanted to preach on verse 17. Yes, yeah, some of you have the Bible to read it. I thought that would be a good one to preach on. Uh, It says, Obey your leaders and submit to them. Mm. (laughs) We need that around here. Uh, You, you know, anyways. Um, And and I really, I did think about preaching on that, but uh, I just thought it may be a little tacky for my final sermon on Hebrews. Also, it didn't fit in with the theme of the whole book. What did fit in with the theme of the whole book is Hebrews chapter 13, verse uh, 8. It's probably the most famous verse in all of Hebrews. It's also been a verse that God has used to minister to me in a, in a real powerful way. Did it just get darker in here? Okay, I'm okay with that. Uh, I thought I was going blind here for a second. God's uh, doing a poll on me. I was like, ah, can't. Um, Hebrews 13.8 Hebrews says, For Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you look at verse 14, the author says, For right now we we don't have a city that lasts, but we look for a city that is to come. these passages have just ministered to me in a powerful way, and I think they summarize in, in a beautiful way one of the main dominant themes that runs throughout the book of Hebrews. As the author has tried to tell the Hebrew Christians, uh, he's tried to show them how even though their life right now is fickle and they may be martyred, Jesus Christ is solid. And he contrasts the uh, the temporary priesthood of the Old Testament with the permanent priesthood of the New Testament, and the temporary uh, uh, covenant of the Old Testament with the permanent covenant of the New Testament, and so on and so on. Here In the end, last chapter, he reminds them that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Pray with me here for a moment. Father, in a real succinct way, I pray, God, that you would uh, land on this message. Lord, make it so intense that we couldn't take it. Father, I know that there will be people here who desperately need to hear this. Uh, Lord God, and who can be ministered to by this word in the same way that I have been ministered to by this word the last several weeks. God, be glorified in what is said. We trust you to move by your spirit in this message. We do not trust my ability to say it just right because I won't. But Lord God, take whatever I say and use it to transform our thinking and our heart to make us kingdom people in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Let me start off this way. I'm just starting off. I've been in this 20 minutes, and I'm just starting off. Uh, but this is sermon number two now. One of my favorite philosophers uh, is one of the first philosophers of all time. His name is Heraclitus. Anyone ever heard of Heraclitus? A couple of you philosophy people have. Uh, he, he's a really interesting character. He was before Socrates, before Plato, before Aristotle, before all those smart people it was Heraclitus. He's right around the 6th century BC. And here's what he said. He said, pick of for now, just kind of looking at the world and trying to figure it out. He says, everything is flux. The only constant is flux. The only constant is change. Kind of interesting. He was the one, I have this quote on my door at Bethel, one of my favorite quotes of all time, where he says, war is the father and originator of all things. Really fits into a warfare worldview. He saw that there's there's conflict everywhere. Everything's about conflict, war. This conflict, this turmoil, this turbulence is the what's with these lights here this morning? Uh, God's saying, I like that one. Oh, that's not a good point. <laughs> oh man. Or it could be the devil, you figure it out. War is the originator of all things. So he saw that there's turbulence everywhere, you guys. Turbulence. Life is, life is about conflict and, and change and instability. He was the one who coined this phrase uh, that, that you cannot step in a river in the same place twice. Life is a river. It's constantly changing. And try to step in the same place twice. You can't do it. I hope you've never even tried because you look really ridiculous if you did. But his point is, is profound. Life's a flowing river. It's always on the move. Think about it. It's a merry-go-round. Have you noticed this? It's a merry-go-round. You can't stop it. You can't turn it back. And it never stops for you. You sometimes would just want to say, Stop! This... Give me one second. I just need to grip. You know. But it keeps on moving. The, the, it's ruthless. It's the ruthless march of time. Never slows down. Never goes back. You can't redo what's been done. Think about it this way. Let's freak out in our philosophical brains here this morning. Every moment, every moment is radically unique. And there it went. <laughs> never before in the history of the cosmos has there been this second. <gasps> there it goes. Now this second. I, 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 never before in the history of the cosmos was did we ever have just exactly this situation in which I did this. Uh, that was a new thing, a novel. You see, there's there's incredible not every moment, every millisecond is a is a new thing. It's there's this constant change. And the minute you try to grab it, it's gone. Time. Time. You try to grab the now and there it goes. Right now, here's the now. Oh god there it is. No, no it's like trying to grab the wind you try to bottle the wind you know the minute you bottle it it's no longer the wind you know it's like, you can you can you can uh, slow it down you can't stop it you can't capture it you can't embrace it it's constant flux you cannot stop you cannot stand step in the same place in life twice life is constant constant change time moves on it stops for nobody it's it's perpetual and sometimes there's things that happen in our life that really uh, highlight this quality, the transitory, temporal, contingent nature of being. Do you have events that happen to you that all of a sudden let you realize that you are not a permanent being? In fact, nothing around you is, a, is permanent. Sometimes for some of us who are boomers, uh, it maybe is right now the uh, seeing our parents' age. Seen, some of you have, have seen... I, I had a thing happen to me several years ago that just really brought this home. My father, it was the last time he drove up here to Minnesota to visit us. He lives down in Florida, and he can't drive any longer. He's losing his eyesight and some of his judgment and whatnot. This was the last time he came up to visit us. And my sister at the time owned a cabin up north, and so I was going to meet him at this cabin. He was going to drive up there, and I was going to meet him the next day or so, uh, just to spend a couple days together. I drove up there, and and, uh, when I walked into the cabin, he wasn't there. He was gone. And I kind of got a little worried, because uh, I know he's 79 years old at the time and kind of feeble, and I'm wondering, you know, where could he be? His car was out front. I looked around the, house, the cabin, he wasn't there. I looked around the yard, he wasn't there. Um, now, the, the, this cabin is way on the top of this wooded hill, and below is, is uh, way down a ways, is this dock and a fishing boat and a fishing house, and, you know, you can swim there. Well, I finally uh, saw my, I, I went down there looking for him, and I found my father down on this dock. And he was very frustrated, uh, very angry, and quite embarrassed. Uh, he had brought us fishing pole. My dad used to love to fish, and was was Mr. Gadget. Loved gadgets, uh, fishing gadgets. We used to go out on Malax Lake and have fish finders. And all. when they first invented these things, he would have you know this ten thousand dollar rigged up boat. And, and the, the funny thing is that we would never catch anything. And these guys in these little canoes would come back with us. strands But we'd have all the gadgets, you know. <laughs> and I. I went, I, I, I've always hated fishing, but I went just because, you know, I figured, I don't know why I went, but um, anyways, he was down there, and he had this fishing pole that he had bought, a nice rigged up fishing pole, but he couldn't put it together, uh, and he was so frustrated, it was all bent up, and he had broke it, and, uh, and so it was just sitting there on the deck, and he tried to lower the boat into the water. Uh, and that he couldn't figure out how to do that, and the boat had kind of tipped over, and half of it was in the water. The other half he couldn't unlock, and um, uh, he didn't know know what to do there. And the worst part of it was that, um, having walked down this hill, he couldn't walk back up it. And so he'd been down there for four hours, just waiting for somebody to come and get him. And so I put his gear away, and... We walked back up the hill. I put my arm around him, and we walked back up the hill. And it took us about a half hour. It's a one-minute walk if you're in good health. But he's so feeble now that he, it takes him forever, and he had to stop and rest. And he all the time was, was kind of embarrassed by this whole thing. And as I was walking him up the hill, I tried to really hide it from him, but I was holding back tears. Uh, because in my mind, I had him a picture of this man who uh, was was so strong. He was so strong. He could... Uh, I was always, as a kid, just amazed by the things he could lift. He said, oh, I want to be like Dad. He was so strong. He had his muscles. And, and uh, uh, he was a heavy smoker and a heavy drinker, but he was always in really good health. Um, and he played catch with me, and he'd run, and, and he was always, you know, active like that. And I think it was just that I had never, there would never been occasion for this little boy inside of me to ever relinquish that hero image of Dad. And now I was helping him up this hill. And the reality of, of, of the, the, the flux of time, of the, the, the ruthless march of the river, Heraclitus' river, uh, was taking its toll on my father. Moments like that wake you up to, to the fact that parents aren't there forever. Things are always changing. They're, they're constantly on the move. You think as a kid that that, that that the parents are always going to be there. Even if you know that intellectually that they won't, there's something inside of you that doesn't want to let that go. But Heraclitus' river keeps on moving, and things are always changing. We see it in our own bodies, don't we? Now, I know your college kids are probably you know denying this right now, but your older folks should be saying amen to this. Um, you know, the other day... You know, as long as one of the theme of parents. The other day I was walking with my wife and she starts giggling and I go, what is it? And she goes, well, you, you walk just like your father. And and I, I mean, they said, no, I don't. No, I don't. What are you talking about? Do not, do not, do not, do not, do not. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, you, you're walking like an old man. Your butt sticks out when you walk. It, it kind of like, you know. <laughs> And I hate this, but she's right. I mean it's like, oh my gosh. You know, and, and so you know so you're walking like your father and you and, and do you does this happen to you where well, all of a sudden you realize you're talking like your father or you make an expression? And it's like my dad used to do that, oh no. You know uh, you just I'm balding like my father. It's it's like I'm becoming my father. Um and it's just one more reminder of the ruthless march of time that takes its toll on everybody. Went up to see my daughter run a cross-country race recently. Now, I've been doing this for eight years. My daughter's been in cross-country for eight years. And eight years ago when they started, I used to be a runner myself. I'd do these ultra-marathons, run 100 miles, and I was in really, really good shape. Haven't done that for a while now. Um, so I went up to this course. And I haven't been up there for a couple of years, but I, I've, I, you know, I've been in this course a lot. And I used to be able to, when the, when the girls would start running, if you, in cross-country, you know, they, they go all over the place. And I used to run over to one spot and, and cheer him on, and I'd run over here and cheer him on, run back over here cheer him on, run back over here and cheer him on. Had about seven places where I'd cheer him on. So my brain uh, is thinking, okay, I know where to go cheer him on. The race starts, I cheer him on. I run to point number two, and I kind of cheer him on. I run to point number three, <laughs> and at this point I'm just sort of like, you know, waving, you know, waving him on, you know. <sighs> And I was lucky to be able to walk back to the finishing line. Man, I love this. Burn it up. Oh, the ruthless march of time. Oh, man, Heraclitus' river. You know, it hits you sometimes. Some of you have had it hit you. Maybe when dreams, you know, things you thought were permanent turn out not to be permanent. The dream falls apart. Um, you, 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 your marriage, maybe, you know, those vows, if anything, if anything in this ruthless march of time is permanent, there's anything amidst this world of flux that is permanent, it's got to be this till death do us part. But some of you know that sometimes that lands on the rocks. Fallen world here, folks, but it does happen. And a dream falls apart. Or maybe it's a friendship. You thought you could always have this. We're going to we're gonna be friends forever. And it just doesn't turn out for one reason or another. Or maybe it's even with your kids. You had this dream about what your kids would be like and what your relationship with your kids would be like. And time and choices erodes the thing. You wake up to the ongoing flux of time. And you just realize that there's nothing. You, 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 there's, what is there that's stable? Lately, here's what's been hitting me. I don't want to go into this too much. It's not worth it. But... but uh, Uh, I always thought, I think, I I, I think I must have assumed that my reputation, at least, my ministry would be stable. Uh, You know, that's something I could count on. Here it is. Okay, that's going to be here and lately, um, and I don't understand this much, but for theological reasons, there's some people who really are you know, you've known about for three years I've had this theological controversy going on where there's a group of people who really are just after me, and uh, we went through this whole process of trying to decide whether I should be a Baptist or not and the Baptist said he's fine, and these folks didn't like it, so they've taken it to a new level and all I know is that uh, I'm, my name is coming up on some radio stations, uh, they're, they're calling into radio stations, they're writing, public they're talking to magazines, and, and some of it is not very very complimentary towards me. In fact, none of it is complimentary towards me. And I'm being called a heretic, and all this other kind of stuff. Um, and, and and it's just one more area where it's like, oh, you know what, the opinion, the, the opinion polls were high yesterday, but they might be kind of low tomorrow. Uh, you know, you, you just can't count on that. Uh, the flux touches everything. Now, here's what I want you to know. Uh, and I mentioned this a little bit last week. I was, I was, uh, um, uh, I, I was driving in the car a little while ago and uh, praising God and just keeping my eyes focused on Jesus. And then I was thinking about this whole thing about this reputation. And see, there's a part of me that would like to—part of me would like to get carnal and say, "Oh, I got to defend myself. I got to call. I got to write. I got to do this. I got to, you know, and take all my time trying to do that." And you know what? If I did that, I'd be as pathetic as what's going on. So I'm not going to do that. So I just am going to relinquish this to the Lord and just say, "God, God, you, you can take care of it." But I'm focusing on God and I begin to worship Him. And I, I want to tell you this: as I'm driving the car, I begin to laugh. It starts with a little bit of a giggle, and I begin to laugh, and it becomes a roar. I mean, in my gut. I was having a good time thinking about this, and I want to tell you why. It's because I was focused on, rather than the flux, the Heraclitus River that my life is right now a part of, I got a picture, a vision, an experiential knowledge of the reality that Jesus Christ, in the midst of this flux, Jesus Christ is the same, praise God, yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Amen. Not a whole lot else you can really sink your teeth into. You can't step in the river the same place twice. But every time you step upon the rock, praise God, you're in the same place. Hallelujah. I got a picture, I got an experiential awareness of the reality that of the God who says in Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, I am the God, in contrast to all of your idols, I am the God who does not change. I do not change. I got an experiential understanding. I've had it before, but I need it to I needed it to be renewed. Uh, an experiential understanding of, of the God who says in James chapter 1, In me there is no shadow of turning. What he's saying is this, there, there's no hint of duplicity. There's no fickleness whatsoever. Uh, my character, and my will, and my purposes and my promises are forever the same. If there's one thing you can count on, it's on the Lord Jesus Christ. He's reliable, praise God. He's not the fluctuating river, he's the rock. Praise God, that never, ever changes. I got a picture, I got a vision, I got an experiential understanding of the God who says, Jesus Christ, who says in Revelations chapter 1, verse 18, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning and I am the end. Far back as you can go, there I am. Far As far forward as you can go, there I am. And I'm just the same over there as I was back there, praise God. We're talking about solidity, amen. When I begin to focus on him, and realize who He is. And how small my problems are. Uh, man, it, 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 it makes the whole thing laughable. Here's a picture that the Lord gave me. Uh, I want to share it with you. It's a little bit bizarre, but but uh, I want to share it with you. Does someone here, I, I forgot again. Uh, did anyone here have any matches? I, I want to just use one match. Just one match. Okay, we don't have any matches. Um, anybody? Anybody? Do you have a, a match? I, I, this is like, I'll give you $5 for a match. It's like, let's make a deal. I got one. Okay. Okay. Look at I want you to notice this. Watch very carefully. Okay. Saw that? How long did that take? Oh, a fraction of a fraction of a second, right? I mean, from the time I first started moving down this rough part, uh, and, and it, it, the combustion started, and it finally came into a flame, uh, how long? It took a millisecond. But see, notice this. It took, uh, from our perspective, it was one of the shortest things we can conceive of. But that's because we last so very, very long. I've been around for 42 years, and compared, you know, 42 years compared to this is nothing. But what if my entire existence was a millisecond? Uh, then my whole life would be spent being rubbed on this, what is that called, scratch paper or something? Uh, it would have been spent, you know... My whole life would be defined by this. Do you know that physicists tell us that there are some photons whose entire existence is so short that you could have 20 to 30 or more generations of them in the time that it took to to, 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 to uh, strike this match? You see, 20 to 30 generations. If I was a photon, I wouldn't think this would happened very quick at all. I'd be looking at my great 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 to the 10th power grandparents. And thinking that well, you know, someday this match is going to come to an end. Uh, the, the single, a fire will start. Why am I saying all that? I want you to think about this. Uh, your life is going to last 70 years, you know, maybe maybe 100. Uh, some of us will be dead before next year. I mean, you know, easy come, easy go. Life is vapor. Uh, it's like grass thrown in the oven. So we can't count on anything. It's part of the Heraclitus flux. But know this. What would that, what would that look like to a God who has always been and always will be? He hasn't been around for 42 years. He's been around for eternity. And from an eternal perspective, everything is simply the lighting of a match. I mean, this whole world history, this this four 4 billion years or however long we've been here, I, I don't want to argue that. Uh, but if, whether it's 10,000 or 4 billion it doesn't make any difference. To God, it's a little... All right. Huh. Uh, We think, oh, it's taking so long, you know, to get human beings here, then human beings fell, and then God had to raise up Israel, Abraham, and all those people, and then that didn't work, and then Jesus Christ came, and he had to get a bride, and now we're commissioned to defeat the devil, and when are you going to come back, Lord? You said you're going to come back soon, but it doesn't seem very soon when you're going to come back. It's taking so long, but from God's perspective, he's simply saying, he's simply saying, I want a bride, I want a bride, and so he gets a bride. You see, it happens very, very fast. He's with us in time. He's incarnate. He responds to us. He's not like in some frozen eternity. He looks forward and he looks backward, but you've got to know that from his perspective, this is all very, 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 very short. And what I want us to know here this morning is this. God, because, because you are a believer, if you're here this morning as a believer, because you're a believer, you are able to attain, to have, to share in his perspective. His eternal perspective. The peace that comes from His eternal perspective, He wants to give to you. The Bible says right here and right now, you, the believer, are seated with Christ in heavenly places. And from heavenly places, the whole of world history looks like this. And so my little tiny... This is going to start on fire if I keep putting on my notes. notes. Church on fire. The whole... As I began to look at the Lord Jesus Christ and consider who He is and how unchangeable He is and how stable He is and His eternal perspective and I began to just worship Him and and, uh, share and and, uh, know that I am in Christ and Christ is far above all principalities and powers, far above the flux of the river. As I began to look at my puny little photon problems, I began to laugh because from god's perspective it is so small so puny so insignificant don't even bother trying to protect yourself with this one greg let it go let it flow focus on me let me take care of it because from my perspective praise god it doesn't amount to a hill of beans amen not a hill of beans it's funny and so it is with you Uh, i don't know we're all in the flux here folks we are all defined physically by the flux the Heraclitus River. Do you know that the only thing I know for sure... Well, I know a couple things for sure, but one of the few things I know for sure is this. None of us are going to be on this planet in another hundred years. You know, we're all going to be underneath the ground. Woohoo uh, You know, but to me, it is a hoo-hoo. Uh, it, it, that's not bad news. But it, we're all in the flux... And I don't know how you experience that right now. Maybe it's the parents who are aging. Maybe it's you that are aging. Maybe there's fear about will your husband still love you when, when, when you're going to have a couple extra pounds here, there, or the other thing. Uh, maybe it's, it's with the kids. Maybe it's your finances. Maybe it's your job. Uh, that you, know, you always thought you could count on this job, but here you are 55, and they're talking about trading you in for a younger model. I don't know what it is, but we all are in this river that never sits still. But what you need to know is that you can have a peace that passes understanding. You can have a joy unspeakable and full of glory. You can have this, this perspective where the, all the things that you're going through are like a batch that is being lit. When you focus in and get centered in the heart of God, praise God, He shares His peace with us, His joy with us, because He can share His perspective with us. And that doesn't mean that we check out of the flux. We're in the flux. We've got to deal with the flux. Okay, You've got to deal with that. But when you understand your identity in Jesus Christ and can look at it from His eternal perspective and look for that city that's coming uh, that will never pass away, then it gives you a peace and a power and a confidence to deal with the flux far more creatively than if you were, in fact, defined inside and out by the flux that you're a part of. Focus in on Jesus Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. Many waters cannot quench His love. Darkness cannot overwhelm it. I will not fear. Your love is here to comfort me. We sang about, hide me in the cleft of the rock where the the fires cannot touch me. The cleft of the rock is a little little crack in the rock. Just get nudged in there. Get nudged in that cleft. Praise God. And there's shelter there. He's a fortress. He's a tower. He's a refuge. He's eternally the same. Amidst the flux of life, the fluctuating river, one thing is constant. His name is Jesus Christ. We stand this morning? Uh, After prayer, I want to invite anyone who uh, want to to come forward with the prayer team. Come forward. Uh, And maybe that you are here this morning struggling with some flux. Uh, The river is kind of driving you nuts. Uh, There are some people here who would love to pray with you and get anchored in the person of Jesus Christ. Just come and stand on the steps so they know who you are. Uh, If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ, uh, you are... I want to tell you, you know, that this doesn't last forever. And the Lord created you so that you would know the one and love the one uh, who does last forever. And I encourage you this morning to come forward here and just accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He couldn't have made it simpler, but he couldn't have made it more profound. Come forward this morning and accept him as your Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you that you are a rock. When all around is sinking sand on Christ's solid rock, we can stand. I thank you, Lord God, that you are our tower, you are our refuge, your joy is our strength, praise God. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever, Lord. And in this world that is so topsy-turvy, so temporal, spinning all the time, flowing all the time, doesn't stop for no one or no thing, Lord, in the midst of this, there's such peace that comes from knowing you. I pray, God, that as we go out of this place, Lord, That we'd go out with the peace and the power and the understanding of who we are in Christ. And, uh, Lord God, and having that anchor, that anchor in, in you, Lord God. Grow us to be the kingdom people that you want us to be. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. Take the peace that passes out, passes all understanding, out to the world that needs it. They're in flux, you're not. Take it to them and let God be glorified. God bless.